Welcome to the Concert AI podcast. This is Jeff Elton, CEO of Concert AI. Healthcare is global. We also believe that biopharma technical innovation is global. Concert AI has been on a path of becoming a truly global company. Being global is not simple. So some of the themes we're gonna to explore today is what it really means to be a global company and the process of globalizing. We're also gonna hear of the amazing progress and accomplishments of India and the work that it's done to advance a whole industry sector in healthcare and biopharma technology innovation. I have a real pleasure today to welcome Jatendra Gupta. And Jatendra is in a new role that has not existed in Concert AI before, which is Managing Director Head of India. And a super important role because Concert AI, as we kind of go into 2023, is really moving itself towards more of a global operating model. India has always been an important part of Concert AI operation, but it becomes even more important given the growth and our expansion of other geographies, which also includes Europe, Japan, of course, the United States, and now various operations in India. Jatendra, if you could uh, perhaps just give me a little bit of your own background. You know, what was the path you had? How did you kind of find yourself here at Concert AI? Thank you, Jeff. I'm excited to speak with everyone here. For my background, I have 20 plus years of global experience. Majority of that is in healthcare. Prior to Concert AI, I worked for seven years with President of Global Operations at Integra Connect. Now, this is a oncology neurology focus group with clinical and operations focused solutions for pharma and providers. Before Integra, I worked with Optum in a global analytics and consulting role. And prior to Optum, I was in the US working with Deloitte in their healthcare and life sciences practice and serving several pharma peers and providers as part of my stint with Deloitte. And I joined Deloitte right out of my business school at Darden UVA. And pre-MBA, I worked with GE in several functional roles in product development, Lean Six Sigma, and corporate finance. I'm an engineer by background. I went to IIT Bombay for my undergrad. I have heard of Concert AI, obviously, during my stint over the, over the years. It is a gold standard when it comes to real-world data-based solutions and analytics for clinical trials. It's a great organization, great credibility, and I'm excited to be part of its next phase of growth. Jatendra, I think you have uh, such an excellent background. You arrived to us knowing something about oncology, SaaS solutions, data abstraction, curation activities. Obviously, we have very large engineering teams, et cetera. So I, I really appreciate the depth of global experience already that you're kind of bringing into us. I want to use that observation here a little bit because I find sometimes when I talk to even colleagues, sometimes customers, and sometimes others, there's sometimes are what I would call uh, legacy perspectives and perceptions of what actually an India operation means as part of a global operation. And as you and I have talked about, and as we've even kind of set up our new operating model, for Concert AI, this is about having a global operation and actually having expertise, product leadership, points of innovation throughout that global infrastructure and something that you're quite expert in. But what's the evolution of the kind of technical and technology ecosystem in India? You know, it has gone from something where it was a little bit more about labor market arbitrage. But my own perspective now, and one that we're kind of building upon, is it's now about leading in tech innovation. So true, Jeff. 
15 to 20 years ago, when we started outsourcing or when the companies across US, UK and other developed markets, when they started looking at India as a destination, one of the first impetus for that effort was cost arbitrage, right? You get skilled, cheap labor, let's move the work to India, or for that matter, a few other countries uh, in, in Asia. But over the years, what most organizations have realized is that there is an abundance of skilled professional talent in India. And there are very, very specific drivers to that change in the thinking. And I'll just share with you some stats of why it is what it is, right? So there's an abundance of technology and engineering talent. I mean, this is unheard of. There are 7 million graduates every year in India, which is almost equivalent to the population of Massachusetts. I mean, just to think of the scale. The average age of people in India is just 28 years. So it's a young, vibrant workforce, which is excited to do something different, innovative, and wants to excel. With English being the global primary medium of communication for people in India, the Indians now are more of global citizens, and it's easier for them to connect to professionals all over the world. So it's driven a very exponential growth in the way people have started embracing India as the technology powerhouse for their organizations. So at 28 years old, if I was kind of thinking about it as an analogy, it's uh, still early in its career. So in many respects, probably this growth and this move and the fact that companies, whether it's AWS or Microsoft, Google, Apple, et cetera, they have room to grow given those stats and given the age of that workforce and the scale of the trend that you're outlining. I'd love to bridge that over a little bit more to the world of healthcare. And you're pretty unusual in kind of the, the level and ranges of experiences that you've actually had absolutely and certainly within India, particularly in EMR and other technology-related healthcare here. I'm aware that business applications, SaaS software as a service solutions are evolving very rapidly, but help me understand a little bit more about the healthcare technology ecosystem and what's the state of it there? Frame it for India then, but maybe put them in the global context a little bit. Absolutely. So Jeff, when I moved back to India 10 years ago, what I realized was if I looked around, there were very few healthcare organizations or even for that matter, healthcare talent that existed in the country. What has evolved over the years is just the thinking about healthcare in India domestically. So there is a much better awareness of looking at e-health, looking at specific solutions, which could probably mirror in many cases what exists in other global developed markets. And as a result, over the last five years, there's been a strong growth in technical healthcare talent in the country, which is helping advance the healthcare software industry overall and its growth and, and expansion in India. And for that matter, one of the recent reports that I read actually puts healthcare SaaS specifically at a growth of 45% KG wow. and growing to a $4.5 billion market just by itself by 2025. Wow. It's not just India, but also globally and how it's expanding at this pace. And there is tremendous potential and talent now, specifically around healthcare in India. And it's very exciting for someone who's actually moved back to India and with the hope that I'm going to see that evolution of healthcare both in India and outside. It sounds like even for Concert AI and for some of our customers, the presence and being adjacent to those skills and that growth and that expertise 
is going to be super important for us longer term and actually even stands in assurance that we're providing our customers state-of-the-art expertise. I'd love to drill down a little bit more into some more specific areas. Some of the solutions that Concert AI is deploying, say, are clinical development technologies areas, et cetera. It really requires advanced clinical informatics skills, mapping different data fields from one source to another, electronic medical record integration level, terminology, standardization, values, normalization. Historically, because the growth in electronic medical record and cloud-based infrastructure tend to come out of the United States, starting back with the high-tech act, et cetera, what's your assessment of where those skills are now in the current India environment? And how do you see that also evolving here over the next few years? You're absolutely right. Maybe 10 years ago, if you were to ask me that question, I would say, no, that's just not feasible in this space, in this market. Because first of all, Indian healthcare system is very different from the U.S. healthcare. And that awareness and understanding of the clinical concepts as it relates to EMR and others, this is unheard of, or at least was uh, back in the days. But over the years, there has been this huge influx of EMR vendors coming into India and setting up their centers. They have their engineering team, clinical teams, all those skills that you would essentially need to build in EMR and expand the suite of offerings around EMR are now being incubated in India through these vendors. So yes, we did not have that skill maybe five years ago, but now there's an abundance of skill in the space. Now, there is another very interesting trend which is happening, uh, well, not just specifically for clinical informatics, but perhaps across the board. I was having a conversation with one of my professors uh, from IIT Bombay last month, and, and he mentioned a very interesting uh, data point. He says, back in the days when I was in college, during those days, 72% of the students graduating from engineering schools, from top-tier schools, they would go to the U.S. And today, that number has come down to 18. 18? Yeah. So there's wow. this huge workforce of super-specialized, technical, technically smart talent, which now wants to work in India, wants to invest their time, energy, um, and drive innovation and next phase of thinking uh, into the local development centers of these organizations. The third big driver that's happening in sort of aligns with this data point is the reverse brain drain. So a lot of individuals who moved to US, UK, and other markets globally over the last 15, 20 years are now coming back to India. And now with them, they are bringing that skill and expertise. And in fact, even at Concert AI, we have many of those individuals. I was thinking the same thing. In fact, some of our leaders in our AI model development, NLP and genomics area, exactly had that pattern and trend. And, and so what's happening is that those advanced skills and expertise, which was probably not available back in the days, is now uh, something that's, that's that's within even our ecosystem today. So so I think those are the um, sort of those broad themes that are emerging in terms of the growth of specific clinical specific talent in India. I think this is why you have to take a global view and not a local, much less a parochial local view, because the global view will tell you that there are talent pools that are world class and they redistribute themselves. And if you're going to be a leader, you have to insinuate yourself into those kind of talent pools to really assure you're bringing the best innovations and expertise to bear. So I want to use that and bridge over to this concept of centers of excellence or COEs, as they sometimes are colloquially referred to. 
Concert AI has, over the course of the last couple of years, really begun to pivot different parts of its operation over to this concept of centers of excellence or COEs. In our parlance, what does that really mean? And if you're talking to, say, our customers, clients, et cetera, how would you express what it means in a way that they would care about? Most of the organizations that I've seen operate in India, specifically in this healthcare space, they have those generalized skills across the population of employees. And as you get more work, you just deploy those individuals in those different roles. And this has been that traditional mindset of let us try to have everybody learn everything. And in which case, you have the cost of operations, which is lower, and you're effectively able to scale. It's specifically for an operating model for oncology type of a speciality. I'm glad that Concert AI has that mindset and thinking and, and the strategy of setting up centers of excellence, in which case we're setting up a top tier, super specialized cohort of skills and capabilities by a specific cancer type. And what it does is it allows us to have continuous focus on innovation around the products for that specific cancer type. So we have a much higher probability of success and development versus being in a generalized talent pool ecosystem. I feel this is going to be a huge advantage for us as we move forward as an organization. I could imagine for the real world, data world, in particular where you need to derive certain concepts out of unstructured data, and it's a combination of business rules, models, clinical expertise, software that's aligned to those areas. Having those vessels of high and deep, rich expertise is both a driver of innovation and a driver of quality. So it sounds like it's a super important model. So recently, Concert AI's had several different external press releases, some jointly with its customers, talking about its work in digital clinical trials and trial acceleration programs. And as part of that, I understand that while it has not historically been true that part of the remit you're bringing is starting to instantiate and set up now clinical development centers of excellence. Tell me a little bit more about what that is and what those centers of expertise will be around clinical development. So this extends again to this concept of creating teams which can specialize in a certain area of work and can deliver as it relates to clinical development specifically. Now, clinical development as a center of excellence will comprise of teams with very specific skills, which will come together to provide the overall comprehensive solution to our clients. Now, those teams would include clinical informatics teams, ECRF teams, the teams focused on study digitization and support, the site clinical support functions and others, and obviously our engineering functions. So the idea is to drive that collaboration. The idea is to drive that specialization within that small group of individuals who can then take those products and maximize the utilization and the advancement in those products for the most benefit of our clients. That sounds great. And I know that in the clinical development area, there's electronic case report forms that need to be kind of kept up to date. They're sponsor specific. I mean, a lot of what I'll call digital embodiments in the workflows. And so I think kind of having that expertise and having it both by sponsor as well as by points the solution, I could imagine is going to be super important. And if I go back to your point about the growth just in clinical informatics and healthcare technology expertise, it seems to be a very natural place to actually build that expertise and build those centers. Absolutely. So thanks so much. I'm going to ask you to go back in time. We're going to take you back to your IIT Bombay, which um, 
I don't know if MIT is the IIT Bombay of the U.S. or vice versa, but uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of put on your engineering hat. And I know that Concert AI last year talked a little bit about some of the advances that it's made in natural language processing or sometimes what people just call NLP on oncology data. And as you look at the world of healthcare data, and as you kind of think about data products and you think about digital clinical, where do you see advanced AI, automation tools, natural language processing, where do you see it playing? What do you think its importance is? I believe that AI tools and NLP in general, right, these products are going to be the game changer for the healthcare industry overall. Unlike most other industries, such as retail, finance, et cetera, where the data is very well structured, right? This is a place where um, the data is all over the place. There is unstructured data sitting in documents, attachments, and there is not just the fact that the data is in those unstructured fields, but there is an access issue of the data as well. Unless we have that thinking of utilizing these products and using technology as our enabler for one, driving completeness of the data, driving curation of that intelligent data, and building our models, which can then be validated through the efforts of humans, we will never be able to get to the core, the true benefits of a technology product in the healthcare system. And I think this is why we've consciously taken NLP and developing NLP capabilities. Our capabilities are in fact centered and headquartered in Bangalore uh, around NLP. And it's just such an impressive way of thinking about healthcare data and how we can advance healthcare data to drive actionable insights for our clients and products. I think that's tremendous. And as you're talking at last year's ASCO, I know the accuracy and recall that was seen in some of the natural language processing models compared to the human curated data was starting to compete very effectively. We're definitely ahead of everybody now in the market. But I think for us to set our own goals, I think we, are, we still have significant room for further advancement in this space. And our engineers, our NLP-focused groups, they absolutely have the capability to push that and develop and get us to the best structured models, which will allow us to be more effective and for us to be able to provide the right information to our clients, which would benefit them in the way that they think about their business. Well, your team actually is going to be in a very unique position because you're not only going to have the centering of NLP there, but you also have the centers of excellence where expert human curation is taking place and almost no one in the industry actually has both of those capabilities deployed at scale and also physically approximate to each other. So I think that just bodes exceptionally well for both what it can do in data products and also in, say, advanced patient matching solutions for clinical development and a whole range of super important areas. You've been a very accomplished executives, you know, leading other organizations in India, and you're now actually going to be overseeing the largest part of Concert AI's workforce. What's your perspective and what's key to having a passionate, I'm going to use the word careful, but careful meaning quality, because everything we do is evidence generation and directed, productive, and innovative culture in India. This would also relate to why we work as healthcare professionals in this industry to begin with, right? I mean, I joined healthcare and I've been working in this industry is to make a meaningful and positive impact in the life of the patients. What I'm seeing now is that India is becoming a place where you're seeing a lot of cancer patients. One in six people are impacted by pan cancers. So there is a lot of awareness, a fear 
about cancer in general. And I think what we would like is to attract people who are genuinely interested to make that impact uh, on human lives. And which is the mission of Concert AI, right? With Concert AI being focused on working with pharma and providers towards development of medicine to cure cancer patients. I think this mission aligns so well with these young individuals who want to make an impact in their life. And through their work, they are able to provide that, whether it's through technology, through solutions that they work upon. I'm hoping that as we build our teams in India and as we grow our teams, that underlying mission and foundation will be the key to attracting the right quality of talent. And I think if, if we get those people who are excited about what they want to do, we will be able to build the workforce, which is primarily focused on working collaboratively, working towards breaking those barriers and working towards innovation and creating that culture of excellence in the business. You're bringing together quite a few themes for me from your earlier comments. You've got a generation that's relatively young, as you pointed out, average age of the workforce is 28. That generation isn't just looking for a job, but also looking for meaning. And you've got a workforce now that is probably one of the most advanced globally with the retention of talent as opposed to the export or watching the migration of that talent. So you've got this virtuous combination of factors that can kind of come together. So I couldn't be more excited about what you and the team's going to be able to accomplish here. So you're relatively new with Concert AI, and I have you in Cambridge, Massachusetts, which is not where you're actually doing your work today. And still, everything's new and fresh. What are you most excited about being with Concert AI? What I'm excited about is that there is so much of buzz and excitement about Concert AI in the industry. We've built such a strong brand. There are a lot of expectations from the industry. And what it does is it pushes us to go to the next level, right? To go in places which have never been explored before. We have an extremely talented team. Everyone that I've met with, I'm so impressed. I'm so excited and looking forward to the journey ahead, at least into the year 2023 for all of us. So I've always thought of expectations as kind of creating a bit of a social, if not actually business contract with your uh, with your customers. So yes, we, uh, we've all committed to uh, meeting or exceeding the expectations, given what our mission and kind of what we're here to do to really advance biomedical innovations. It's now January 2nd, 2024. You've now been here for a full year and a full cycle. What would you be most excited about saying you accomplished over the course of that 12-month period? If I were in 24 and looking back, I would be excited about building a best-in-class team in India, which delivered highly innovative products to our clients that positively impacted the life of cancer patients. If I'm able to get that over the next 12 months, I would be extremely delighted with my performance. Well, I think that's fantastic, and I hope you are eminently successful in realizing that. And Jitendra, I'm so pleased you elected to join Concert AI, and thanks for spending some time here in Cambridge, Massachusetts at the podcast studio. And I look forward to connecting again in the near future. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm excited to be here. Concert AI couldn't be more benefited by being present in a geography that has this pace of technical innovation. We're thankful for our team, we're thankful for our leadership, and we're optimistic about our future. Thank you again for listening wherever you are. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And for more information, please visit us at concertai.com.